I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. This woman, and this is still ongoing, this this woman, her name's Amy Harris. So everybody always was wondering why, how did the, how did Project Veritas get a hold of that, her diary? First off, why is it, she's my age, isn't she? Ashley Biden's like my age. Or right around it. Why are you keeping a diary anyway? That's just, you know, are you Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex in the City? Because that was weird enough. At least she turned it into a column. So Ashley Biden's diary, somehow we all wondered how it got into the hands of Project Veritas. And Project Veritas, and we talked to James O'Keefe about this at the time, they immediately had reached out to a lawyer because they knew they're just anticipating all hell was going to break loose, which they were correct. And they were told initially that it's not, it was not her diary. And then they got raided, which kind of made it, yeah, that it is her diary. And now there's like legal action against them. And now they're going after the woman who she sold Ashley Biden's diary for $40,000. She was the one who came across it in a halfway house at Palm Beach. So remember during the, campaign everyone was like well where's his daughter and they were saying oh she's she works in nonprofit. she's super successful and she works in a nonprofit, and that's why she can't be here well apparently she was at a halfway house in palm beach and when amy harris moved in there she found it uh like in a mattress and the contents are weird so Amy Harris was fresh out of rehab. She moves in, finds this this diary in a mattress. And there's all kinds of stuff in there. And we assume that it's Ashley Biden's diary because the FBI raided Project Veritas for it and took it. After, of course, they got everything out of it, but took it. And now there's all this legal action against them. Totally her diary. They said that Biden, Ashley Biden, wrote that she was, quote, hypersexualized at a young age. It details her chronic drug abuse, uh, her affairs outside of her marriage, her finances were down to the wire, and how she was apparently doing drugs on the campaign trail. And there was one part where she had, like, she said that she was hypersexualized at a young age and that uh, she said that showering with her dad probably wasn't a good idea. What? I'm that's weird. That's what was in the it's what was written in the diary. She wrote verbatim, quote, 
hypersexualized at a young age. I remember somewhat being sexualized with a family member. It just has brackets, so they they took the name out. Uh, and she said uh, she was promiscuous at a young age, and then wrote, "quote showers with my dad probably not appropriate." And it was just I what? And she would write about how she's relapsed and all this other stuff. What is wrong with these? Yeah, probably not a good idea. Like, how old was this? Like, what are what? What is wrong? Like his kids. I mean, I don't really know a lot about his oldest, but something's wrong with the parenting when both of your kid, two of your kids end up like this. But they said that she couldn't come and do any campaign stuff because she was a very successful uh, uh, running a very working with a very successful nonprofit. Well, apparently it was our halfway house. So she was in a halfway house in Palm Beach. And so now they're going after this this woman who came across this diary. New York Times was the first to report that there was a, a DOJ probe over the diary. And the DOJ in November of 2021 finally confirmed that the diary was authentic. Wow. And they said that, oh, well, her items, a Biden family representative told the New York Times that the diary and other things that belonged to Ashley were stolen in a burglary. But. Someone with someone in the investigation told the press that, well, Amy Harris isn't being investigated for burglary. I, so now the, the feds aren't saying that it was illegal to find the diary and they're not saying that she stole anything, but they're saying that her the selling of someone else's property could be considered a crime. And the fact that Ashley, this is what the source told the New York Times, and the fact that Ashley Biden is the president's daughter kicks it to a different le- legal level. No, it doesn't. She's a dr- promiscuous drug addict who left her diary in a halfway house and someone else finds it and sells it. That's Ashley Biden's problem. That's nobody else's problem. The fact that you have Joe Biden using the authority of the federal government to do what he apparently failed to do as a parent. That's that's not that's not anyone else's problem, but theirs. And now they're going after everybody that had anything to do with it. Jeez. Yeah. How? I mean. If this had been, yeah, and again, not to, I don't, like I said, I don't want to play this game, but I'm showing you the love difference in treatment. Imagine if Ivanka Trump had done this. There was a story I remember when Trump was first starting to run, and it had to do with uh, Ivanka Trump and her family. They were all on a skiing trip, and she apparently snuck out one evening at like 10, 11 o'clock to go meet, uh, she was a teenager, to go and meet up with. Uh, a teenage boy at the resort and apparently Donald Trump hit the roof and she came back (laughs) or she was brought back it was not happening and I remember the press google it because the press had a field day with that they tried to portray her as like some whore read that she was like 16 17 at the time and she and the only reason anybody knew about it is because she had talked about it because she was talking about her how, how her dad was strict And they made her look like she was this harlot. And apparently she wasn't even gone like an hour and they brought her back. I mean, it was something, something that you've heard so many times from about so many kids. And they really were like, oh, his Donald Trump's daughter gone wild. No, this Ashley Biden is a daughter gone wild. What is the and also I got to ask this, too. What is this whole obsession with infantilizing the Biden kids. Ashley Biden is my age. I am not a baby. 
I mean, I am a, a grown ass Gen X woman. I am not a baby. They act like Hunter Biden, who is in his mid 50s, is an infant. They act like Ashley Biden is some little princess toddler. They're completely apart from any consequences of their own actions. Doing drugs, spending out of control, illicit, you know, promiscuous behavior, reckless behavior, dangerous behavior. Their dad was a senator, now is president of the United States. Hell, he was running for office and she was doped up. Look, what in the world? But oh my gosh, Ivanka Trump at a ski resort was able to slip past Donald Trump's attention for five seconds and oh, the world comes apart. He apparently was super strict. I know people give him, you know, crap about his marriages and all that. But I'm going to tell you one thing that you can't say is that his kids are out there partying. He's not a drinker either. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. And apparently the times that any time that if they would have red wine, he would have grape juice. That's what I was told by his uh his former right-hand man. So they're just, you know, disciplined. This is crazy, though. I'm just shocked that, I mean, as a parent, too, to let your kids get to this point, especially when you are in office. I mean, there were two parents there, so it's not just on him. Where's Jill? Everyone sits here and celebrates, you know, the Jill Biden. Everyone celebrates her. They talk like she's the best mom ever, yet the moms who speak up at school board meetings are domestic terrorists. But you know what? The moms that speak up at school board meetings, their kids aren't doing this. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Now, this is an interesting turn of events. China has vowed to support, at least this is Daily Mail, and not just Daily Mail, also uh, A. John's France Press. China has vowed to support Putin on Russia's sovereignty and security, and they say the two countries are going to step up economic ties as the United States warns Beijing risks ending up on the wrong side of history. Now, Xi Jinping has not condemned Moscow's military assault on Ukraine, but he has also not, they've also not supplied them with weapons, and they also would not, uh, they've been dealing with crude uh, and, and that with, with Russia. But And they also didn't go to that, uh, for the first time ever, the little military thing that they have in Red Square every year. But they're kind of walking, they're hedging their bets. They, they're they kind of in and kind of out. They're waiting and, see, and watching and seeing what happens. Uh, but it's very interesting, though. Always keep an eye on that. Uh, they're frenemies, though. Remember, always frenemies. Uh, let's see. The, ooh, this, I did not know this. Did you know that when the U.S. goes and seizes the Russian super yachts from these oligarchs and not uh, that the United States has to pay for them. And the reason that we know this, and this is MSN, Biden's national security advisor said it on a mic. So they've been cracking down on these oligarchs and their at and their assets. And there's been all these seizes of super luxurious yachts and from ports all around the world. The United States is on the hook, the taxpayer for the upkeep of these vessels. Do you know how I see this headline, Kane? Uh, when do we get to go on our yacht? Yeah. That's how I see this. Yeah. When do I get to hit my yacht? I'm just wondering. Steve, you got a yacht. Let's go on a yacht. Come on. Yeah. It's, hey, look, it's, now it's Yacht Rock time. Stick with us. More of the Dana Show back after this. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your, F, uh, uh, their, your CFO 
who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family. It's tough stuff. <sighs> Much poetic. President Joe Biden. That has to be probably one of my favorites, his sound bites there. He's just, he's got a way with words, Kane. Just, he really does. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. And uh, you can find the newsletter over on Substack, chapter and verse. (laughs) He just dropped, I mean, I would have talked to you beforehand, but he hadn't dropped dead yet. (laughs) Like, why? There's just better ways. You know what I mean? There's just some better ways to do it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. There's just some, there's some better ways to, to say that stuff. So he was, uh, that was, he, that, he actually was speaking yesterday on this. That, uh, that came after, because that came after radio. I would have definitely played it had I found it, had we found it before then. He was talking about, what is it, the CEO of Joanne Fabrics? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. The C- the CEO of Joey and Fabrics and just dropped dead. That's just tough stuff, man. They were doing the uh, small, they, they were, they'd visited uh, as part of his, he was speaking to, to business owners. I just can't get around. I just think it's just, just, that's just, can you imagine if Trump had said something? And I say this, I know I'm, I don't want to play this game, but can you imagine if Trump had gone out there and said, my sympathies to the family of uh, your uh, CFO who dropped dead very unexpectedly. Can you imagine? They would not let it go. Golly, he tweeted Kofefe and they just lost their minds. Right. Jesus is can't even. Uh, much poetic, though, I tell you. Much poetic. All right, so this, we were getting into some of the, uh, we're, we're talking about his uh, demand for the shipping, the shipping company. This came after he was talking about uh, uh, forcing the nine shipping companies that he says controlled the world. He's going to do his, what is it? Some whatever BS oceans act. This is after the order came out that he wants to demand that everybody make their furnace uh, green friendly or something. I don't even, that just, and then that was after the alphabet people executive order. Right. So he's been a little busy signing stuff and and promoting this stuff. He was asked yesterday about Hunter Biden because it came out. And I want to get into the Ashley Biden thing, too. I meant to do that yesterday. The lady that's getting sued uh, by Ash, the because she had Ashley Biden's diary. She was the one who first came across it. So Hunter Biden was asked by a reporter about. Why aren't you taking questions from the press? And he was asked about Hunter Biden. Charlie Spearing says that he was allowed to, the White House staff allowed Biden to wander around the room talking to people for about 20 minutes after signing the Ocean Shipping Reform Act. And he just stared at the press when they asked him a question. Like they would literally ask him a question and they, he just stared at them like a fruitcake. It's weird. (laughs) He just. I wish I could somehow, for the people listening and not watching the simulcast on the first, I wish that I could just port that into your ears and into your mind. Well, we do have the audio of it. But he just blinked. Yeah, play the audio. It's just weird. Like, the look on his face, he just kind of stared at him. It was weird. Was he, like, trying to challenge them or be intimidating? I couldn't figure it out. There's some violin music playing, (laughs) by the way. So ignore the violin music. It was just crickets, usually. It's kind of funny. (laughs) 
Elena Baturina, who did business with your son. He's just staring at him. He's just staring at him. It's so weird. Listen to this. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid? And he just stares, stares. Can he? Is he having a moment? Like what's happening? God. He looks. I don't know if he looks confused or just befuddled, or which is like slight, like confused as to why they're asking, not why he's there. I don't know. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. My dream is for Ron DeSantis to do a campaign event and walk out on stage to the opening opening bars of Ram Jam's Black Betty. It's such a great, I mean, it's so iconic. All right. Florida man, Governor Ron DeSantis announced on Thursday. So they're having a major Burmese python hunt in the Florida Everglades slated for August. Why is this not a movie or a reality show? Because it's going to be amazing and also slightly terrifying. So he announced it's an annual prize-winning hunt for the invasive Burmese pythons in the Everglades. It's going to start August 5th. They, I mean, they are, they're overpopulated and it's actually a threat to the entire ecosystem in the Everglades. Because they're not, it's an invasive species. They're not, obviously. And, you know, that's not their, uh, they're not from the Everglades. They said that uh, the last year's python challenge involved more than 600 people from 25 states. And it took DeSantis and three other people to hold a live 10-foot female python. They have no natural, natural enemies in the Everglades. And they have decimated and dis- like decimated and utterly destroyed other populations of mammals, birds, and reptiles. So they said prizes include 2,500 for the most pythons captured, 1,500 for the longest python. And last year's first prize winner had 223 pythons. And the biggest was more than 15 feet long. They have to kill them humanely. So it has to be an ethical kill, obviously. Which, you know, nobody's going to torture a python out there in the Everglades. They want to get business done and get out. But that's pretty cool. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Texas congressional race is further evidence of a massive shift of Latino voters to the Republicans. There's a surge of black Americans buying guns to protect themselves as crime rates soar, and Border Patrol agents will be punished for a whipping incident that never even happened. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.